Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss in our daily lives. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I felt like I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, waiting, (laughs) you name it. Plus, I tried a few less productive approaches. And after two decades of coming up short, it occurred to me that maybe I'd set the wrong goal. Instead of trying to feel better by filling those painful voids, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more attainable target. A major part of this approach is speaking openly about what my grief is like, instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a mutually compassionate environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from ourselves and others and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thank you for joining this episode of the Healing Path Podcast. I'm chatting today about a a post from last June called Getting Curious. Ever notice an infant gazing around her environment, fed, dry, and rested, and just contently taking it all in? Or feel like the expression on your dog's face is one of a question mark? Can you remember a time that a young child peppered you with questions? Why, after curious, but why, after curious, but why? It seemed no matter what brilliant answer we adults could provide, the child already had another question ready. Big Bird on Sesame Street taught us that asking questions is a good way of finding things out. Yet... My experience is that there's greater apparent reward for seeming to know it all than to be curious, or worse, uninformed altogether. As our lives increase in age, our curiosity tends to diminish. Whether we were made to feel inferior because of a quote-unquote silly question we may have asked in the classroom, or the boardroom, or the locker room, or we've become jaded over learning the painful answers in some situations, if we're not careful, we lose this incredible skill of being curious, the one that we're born with. Since certainty is rewarded and blurred lines are deemed uncomfortable and really being avoided, worthy of being avoided at all costs, we forget that most of the quote-unquote answers we seek are actually right here. We invest in education and workshops and training and online courses, and we read endlessly so we can learn what we think we need to know. We trade our resources, time, money, and attention for a tangible representation of an accomplishment, such as a diploma, a certification, or expertise. But in doing so, we can miss the wisdom that surrounds us. The true lessons that have been passed through the ages that were relevant thousands of years ago 
are relevant now. They're just not advertised as a means to an end. I have been extremely fortunate, particularly as a woman, to live in a country where I'm allowed, permitted, to seek information. I've had the resources for education and workshops and all the formal means of storing and processing information in my brain. But I also recognize that even the most educated among us would be missing critical wisdom if the only things we learn were taught by some formal means. Take health as an example. If a tree has brown leaves, do we paint them green and walk away? Probably not. Yet, (laughs) we treat high cholesterol with a pill and imagine that our bodies are functioning well. Do we need a medical degree or (laughs) a nursing degree in my case to know that this is masking a problem, not really resolving it? I would answer a resounding nope. (laughs) Yet, we rely on doctors to fix our health problems, most of which we create by our lifestyle choices. And this is despite the formal education we may have garnered about how to care for our physical bodies. The next time you're grappling with a decision or a piece of data, don't assume that someone else outside of you knows better than you do about the next best step to take. Try not to judge anything as positive or negative or give it a name or a label. Just sit still and give whatever it is your precious resources of time, energy, and attention. You may be surprised how much of a friend curiosity can be, especially during some of life's most important transitions. So thanks for joining this chat about getting curious. Curiosity continues to make me more curious. It's so funny. I wrote this post over a year ago, and in that time or since that time, I've come across so much more information about this skill of being curious and how important it is for us to cultivate. So yeah, I think we all have an experience or can remember a time where we asked a question a genuine question, and we were made to feel back in the days when we gave our power away, which we're working on not doing now, uh, we were made to feel embarrassed or um, stupid, frankly. So what we learn in that moment is do not (laughs) open your mouth, you know, to be uninformed or appear uninformed. So best not to ask stupid questions, right? So that's what we learn, and that's what we carry forward. And we don't learn it in one single event, although many of us can remember a time um, that we asked a question and wished we never did. For me, just going anecdotally, one example of this experience of being basically shocked and shamed at the same time, which is a terrible combo, by the way, Um, Zach's dad and I had gone to a Schwachman Diamond to learn more about it. This is the overarching diagnosis that we understand has affected all of our children. And at the conference, there was a table full of experts from hematologists to 
um, gastroenterologists, orthopedists. There were all different sorts of um, experts there. This was before they found the gene for Schwachmann diamond. And Ernest asked the hematologist who was actually there from NIH, and apologies if you've heard this before because I have mentioned it before, but Ern's uh, question was, so um, we've had another child that died at 13 months that had Schwachmann-Diamond syndrome, and our son, who is here uh, at the conference with us, is actually older than that now, and he seems to be doing, you know, much better. His count, his blood counts are pretty good. He seems to be um, absorbing enough nutrition so that he can thrive and things like that. And and this doctor looked right at us and said, yeah, no, it's not that. It's just that the other shoe hasn't dropped yet. So yeah, that's my easy go-to anecdote of asking a question that um, we wish we hadn't, at least in that forum. It was just so shocking. And there was zero empathy for the fact that he shared that we had already lost a child to this. So it was just a little bit of a bizarro world, but it made an impact. And so again, each one of us can pull out one of these experiences where we learned very quickly and even painfully, just keep your mouth shut. Don't ask a stupid question, particularly in a group, those kinds of things. But I also offer up that it's not just those one-offs that teach us that we shouldn't ask stupid questions. Otherwise, why would Big Bird even need to say that on Sesame Street? <laughs> Asking questions is a good way of finding things out. We already knew that. If we hadn't learned that it was embarrassing to not know an answer to something, then we wouldn't need that on Sesame Street. So going back to getting curious, yeah, we want to really apply this anywhere that we're trying to seek um, help or advice outside of ourselves. And I think, yes, always, we want to ask people that we trust, people that understand, you know, our path or kind of what we're trying to accomplish or what we're thinking about in all of our idiosyncratic considerations and, you know, making decisions, whether it's leaving a job or, you know, moving or there's any of these major changes that we're making, we do want to get input. In fact, again, it, the more we can get, the better. But I also think that at the end of the day, we already know, we already know, we already know what the next best thing is for us. And I promise that the only way to find out what we ourselves think about something is to sit still. And yes, that can be very difficult to do. But in the end, if you do give this kind of, if you're having this feeling of needing to make a decision, give it your, your resources, give it your time, give it your attention, you know, talk to it. Hey, I feel like you're trying to come through here. What is it that I'm missing? I know this sounds um, new age or whatever, maybe, but it's not new age. This is meditation 101 going back thousands of years. <laughs> So I hope you find this helpful. Um, just a quick reminder to please get curious when you're thinking about making a decision and just ask, you know, what is it that I need? What is it that I want? And get as much information as you can from others. But at the end of the day, just know there's nobody that can make a decision for you that's better than the one that you can make for you. So thanks again for joining me today, and until next time, 
Let's do our best to stay present, stay grateful, and stay healing, and also to stay curious. And thank you so much, as always, for listening.